I'm Liz. And I'm Sasha. And this is our podcast, Ray, Ray of Blight. Yo, gang, it's gone! Obviously, this is a pun on Madonna's Kabbalah theme song, Ray of Light. The topic at hand is pop stars making cameo appearances in film or TV and playing a weird character role, right? Yeah, or just something, just, it's surreal, at least. Yes, you know? surreal like, appearance. Surreal appearance. Like, um, we were just talking off camera, <laughs> you know, behind, behind the sets. <laughs> We really need to get a new production assistant, don't we? Um, Intern? <laughs> in, that's what he sounded like John Lovitz have for a moment. Intern? It stinks. I feel like I was doing like, you know, like, Parker! And Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, that will also count. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> surreal pop star appearances in... In t- television and, and film and... Yeah. So I suggested Alanis Morissette as God in, in Dogma. Dogma. Yeah, and um, we were in Ghost Rider, the PBS kids show. Um, there, there was that episode where Lenny makes a music video, which is awkward enough, but it has appearances by Salt and Peppa, just going, "Hey, we heard your song. You doing good?" And then they walk off. <laughs> hey. Aren't you Salt and Pepper, Pepper yeah. yeah. In your face, baby. Aren't you Lenny Fraser? In your face, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jade told us all about you, girlfriend. Uh-huh. You go, girl. <laughs> and don't you hurt nobody now. <laughs> Bye. 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 Um, There was the mom, who was a regular on there, and she was played by Lisa Lisa from Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam featuring... Bow-legged Lou and some other guy from Full Force. <laughs> nice. Wait, wait, wait. It just occurred to me. Yes. Well, no, this didn't just occur to me. It just, well, what did occur to me this is to mention this, and this is something I've always thought was weird, is why is there no noun marker in Lisa, Lisa, and Cult Jam? It sounds weird. It sounds like like it should be Lisa, Lisa, and the Cult Jam. Like, I don't... It just, like, whose idea was that? Probably Bow-legged Lou. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, when in doubt, blame it on <laughs> Bow-legged Lou. <laughs> We need to get bumper stickers for that. <laughs> or Tweet make... that from the mountaintops <laughs> or something. Bow-legged Lou, how could you? <laughs> um, well, and Taina was a weird thing anyway. because it, it, So you so you know, because I'm assuming you hadn't seen the show, but it it starred Christina Vidal, who was like this weird actress, almost singer, that they kept trying to put into into roles where she could sing and then they could exploit that. And was they... this on Ghost Rider? No, no, this, Taina was a separate television show. Oh, that's show. a, see, that's a show that I don't even know. It, yeah, Taina was a, was a Nickelodeon show. Ghost Rider was a PBS show brought to you by viewers like you and Nike. And uh, Taina was was a, basically like a poor man's fame in a way. It starred Christina Vidal, who was, again, was one of those actresses that they tried to give singing roles to so that she, she could be... She could be a, like a starlet of some form for children. This is before like all those Disney soundtracks really caught on though. Mm-hmm. And Nickelodeon had a soundtrack for it. It's all like, it sounds like really chintzy. I don't know, like maybe, maybe, do you remember Dream at all? Like, like the, those like fetuses that were a girl group <laughs> from Sweden, I think. Was this before Ace of Base? Was this no, this, this is post Ace of Base. Okay. Was, I think it was like a late 90s thing. I was like, I think they did like stuff that Max Martin rejected basically. Oh, okay. Um, and on Taina, so it was Taina, so it was starring a, a, like someone who was a, a half-ass singer, 
And then her mom was played by Lisa Lisa from Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, featuring Bo Legged Lou and some other person I can't remember <laughs> from mm-hmm. Full Force. Yeah. And um, and I remember that specifically from a Solid Gold intro. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Solid Gold. There's no, a show. you mean Solid Gold, like they were introducing Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam? Yeah, it was all cried out, which... <laughs> yeah, that one. That's the one. That was a, that was a ballad. Yeah. It must be weird to do ballads on Solid Gold. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Weird, weird ballads. Yeah. I'm eating rye bread. I shouldn't do this while, while talking. Whoa, that's the stuff. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting carried away with my caraway. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> what listeners don't know is that um, we brought back food from a restaurant that we enjoy, and um, Sasha saturated his food with upscale sriracha sauce. Sasha sriracha. S- Sarasha. <laughs> that sounds like a rash. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in six, like shingles. I had shingles in so six, did I in sixth grade. Yeah, woo-hoo! that's exciting. You know, they have the possibility of flaring up again. They do. Well, yeah, I, yeah, but I don't. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. So, but I love how it's like the X Men mutant gene version of, of chicken, chicken pox. pox. Yeah. yeah. Or like, uh, there was also another. Since we're talking about Nickelodeon as an aside, there was a television show, show starring Larissa Olenek, who was kind of a failed. Um, teen star. She was in like one movie and disappeared. I think she did some some commercials as well. What, what is it with these with these ch- child stars doing commercials? Like 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 Lenny from Ghostwriter doing the Swiffer ads. Oh, she it's that. sad. It's, it's sad. sad. It's like like when your career's on the on like if you not that being on Ghostwriter is like you know a list fame, but I mean it's you know, but the, but then like I feel like admitting defeat is you know going on a reality show. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and doing commercials right like, like that's. Yeah, so Lenny, quote-unquote, Blaze Berdahl. Why do I know these names? Because you saw the credits every week. And, oh, oh, that omelet. <laughs> but Blaze Berdahl is the, does voiceovers now, as, as per a very intensive Google search of last night. And she does the Swiffer commercial. So I'm sure, I'm sure she makes bank on it, you know. And, um, yeah. and then the kid that played Hector, um, William Hernandez, Willie, was on Real World Philadelphia in, like, 2004, 2005, I think. Yeah. And... That's weird. But anyway, so back to Taina. <laughs> so, Taina the show. Taina the show. So, yeah. starring Christina Fidel, uh, half singer, half sort of actress. Well, she's really more of a, more of a, she was half of both of those things. She wasn't really talented in either, but you kind of, you kind of somehow enjoyed her in a really sad, I can't get away from this late night Sunday programming way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then her mother was Lisa Lisa. And not in real life on the show, right? On the show, yeah. And then because we're back to the topic of of weird random things, so that was surreal enough, right? Right. And then they had three LW, who who people may remember as as that song where the girl had the lisp, and she later had the fact what spectacular, you know, and and then she had to go on the Joy Behar show to go, but Joy Behar. It's totally fine that about this because just because I'm a Disney star does not mean that young kids will be impressionable upon bad grammar. Bad grammar. Promise. I'm getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises. Looking at your pages, seeing different numbers and numbers. Call you when you study, hanging with the fellas, the fellas. Hanging with my girls, you always getting jealous and jealous. I was with you when you didn't have no dollars, no dollars Hanging at 
at the crib, chilling with your mama, your mama. Never find a dream, never brought the drama, the drama. Now you flip the script, play it, please. Oh, sidetrack. I remember, yeah. um, oh, well, let me finish this real quick, and then okay. we'll, it'll continue into the 3LW world. But, um, they were, when they were still 3LW, uh, they guest starred on Taina as this, as this bully group mm -hmm. who peer pressured Taina to do bad things, and her, nice. they were called Blue Mascara, which I think is a much better name than 3LW. Oh man, if I ever start a band, that would have to be the band's name, Blue, Blue Mascara. Mascara. And you know, I bet you they're not doing anything with it right now, so <laughs> it's fine. And then post-racist chicken fight, because <laughs> 3LW uh, broke up, uh, allegedly, through fantastic girl band legend that they broke up in a KFC. Oh, that's a topic for another show is fantastic girl band legends, what broke them up. Right, so we will, re listeners, we will revisit yeah. this particular subject because it's hilarious, but they had a racist chicken fight. So I will, we will talk about the details of that at some other point. So then they broke up and became the Cheetah Girls with Raven Simone and then Sabrina Bryan, who was a random, like, girl actress from a soap opera. I think she was on One Life to Live, maybe? Um, so yeah, so Blue Mascara <laughs> devolved into back to 3LW, which turned morphed into <laughs> into uh, the Cheetah Girls. And then they had like three television movies and then Raven Simone was like, I'm Raven Simone. I'm going to have a failed starred career myself, which is really just strange. That kind of went off in a weird way. Oh, but the... What Adrian Balon, the the token Latina from 3LW slash Blue Mascara slash Cheetah Girls slash My Living Hell, um, not actually a band name. I saw her when I was visiting my mother out of state. We were watching a reality show, and it was about celebrities with awkward dreams. And mm. she and she was talking about this horrible. Wait, dream. wait, wait! Awkward dreams like. Dreams that you have at night, or dreams like I aspire. To oh, like dream, dreams at night. Okay, like okay. it was like it was like one of those TV shows where you celebrities were trying to get their dreams analyzed by some woman. Nice. For some reason, I'm imagining that the dream analysis woman also had a lisp. Just imagine, <laughs> just imagine, picture it, Sicily. We're, we're doing it. Nice, so, nice. Um, I picture it being Diane Warwick for some reason. Oh, Dion. Yeah, Dion, our psychic friend. Yeah, perhaps. Dion is a subject under her own. We will have to have a Dion Warwick subject. Yeah. Maybe with a little bit of Latoya Jackson. Just a little bit, since we're on Psychic Friends. But So Adrian Balon from mm -hmm. whatever the hell that girl group is now, because they keep changing, um, was on there and she was talking about this horrible dream she was having where where some something about like her makeup wasn't going on and she just started crying and then... It was, it was just a really lame dream, but you know, you know that she got paid at least a minimum of $5,000 to talk about this lame-ass dream on this reality show on one of those TV channels you only get if you, pay, if you pay $25 extra a month on your cable package. Right. Yeah. Right. Put that on your resume. Good story, right? <laughs> one other one I can remember off of the top of my head was, um, well, I actually there's two because, again, off camera, we were talking about Shania Twain mm. getting really pissy with Jude Law. At the towards the end of I Heart Huckabees, because uh, throughout the entire movie, not that this is a this isn't really much of a spoiler, but just whatever. Yeah. Grow up. And <laughs> there's a Jude Law keeps telling this ridiculous anecdote about Shania Twain and a tuna fish sandwich. Just and at the end of the movie, sandwich. Shania just pops out of a of of an elevator, and Jude Law's there, and she she like harasses him going, you've been telling that stupid story and it's not true because I'm a vegetarian and then punches him. Mm -hmm. And that is all Shania is in that feature film. 
Is she actually a vegetarian? Yeah. You know, I do not know. That is that is a Wikipedia thing for us to do. That is definitely some... a question for the internet. Shania. Brad, do you realize when they destroy the West? No, let me explain. The temperature of the marsh rises five degrees, and the entire food chain is degraded. Starting with the frog. Let me explain. Okay, but we've saved half the wood. I'm a vegetarian, Brad. I eat tofu tuna. With the mayo, and you like it. I used to run the open spaces, coach. She knew my name. Oh, um, so, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Um... Sabrina, who has magical powers, formerly known as Melissa Joan Hart slash Clarissa Darling, um, is, uh, she is, oh my gosh, this is unlocking so many doors in my brain. I know, I feel like I'm like, I'm like seeing gears in your head, like, and like thought bubbles piling up and stuff. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> during, uh, during an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I distinctly recall that uh, her father came back out of nowhere and was like, come leave your aunts and live with me in France. And then she did. And then she got bored and somehow she zapped Britney Spears and, and Britney just started teaching her how to dance. <laughs> That's yes. Yes. That happened. Yeah. Um, and then this has unlocked um, my re recollection of uh, the adventures of Pete and Pete of mm -hmm. a fine Nickelodeon standard rock, rock hard, solid standard. And, um, not only did it have the fantastic B.B. Newworth, who is a Broadway star in her own right, and formerly known as Lilith, as she was the male lady, it had Iggy Pop as Michelle Trackenberg's father. Mm -hmm. I've run out of steam at this point. That's okay. <laughs> I've got a few. You so, bring yeah. it on. Bring okay. it on, soul sister. Yeah, so... I'm gonna eat some rye bread. The, yeah, do it. Because okay. um, I already ate all my rye bread while you were talking. I felt like I was eating popcorn watching a movie while listening to you do this monologue. Getting carried away with my caraway? No, I, no, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was watching you do a monologue of everything that you just went through and that I was at, like, that that was a movie scene and I was eating my bread <laughs> it, like it, it kind of, popcorn. It kind of was kind of like, you know, like a shell shock PTSD kind of moment, like, <laughs> like regurgitating these, these childhood television shows throughout the 90s. Like we had a little bit of caffeine and it just like unlocked everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so some of the weird cameo moments I was thinking about, so like when Britney Spears was the host for Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. the only character thing that she could do on the show that of a sketch that they you know like she was in sketches but she always played herself and it was never anything that you know like you know like you, you know like like there's some actors you watch and you're like hey wow i didn't know they could do that kind of character that's pretty good you know but um the only character that she could do was like some kind of hick that was like on like a talk show how versatile i know exactly and then she was, like, really boring in that kind of recent appearance on Glee, mm. where she had, like, maybe two or three lines, and, you know, was just kind of like, meh. All right. Oh, um, well, Cher, Cher was in an episode of, of Will and Grace, I, I recall, and she was her, she was kind of mocking Jack a little bit in it, because, yeah. because she, he thought that, she, he thought that Cher, who was, it was really Cher. Yeah. He thought that Cher was, um was a drag impersonator and he kept correcting how to do share share someone correcting share on how to be share how to be share yeah i believe madonna also made a made, made an appearance on will and grace i think britney did too did everybody do appearances on that show i think we did as well i don't know if this if this doesn't really count but i feel like this is worth mentioning that um 
Aaliyah when she was alive, mm-hmm. which I feel like she was only in my consciousness since I was very young at the time. Aaliyah um, was illegally married to R. Kelly, and then she just grew up, and it became the early two thousands. And did you say illegally married? Well, she, well, Aaliyah was fourteen. Oh, allegedly. Oh, the whole thing with him peeing on a thirteen-year-old—that was her. Uh, no, I thought it was no, someone else. no, that was a different one. That was oh, a different okay. one. R. Kelly has a collection, so <laughs> he was trapped in his closet. You know. So. I hear that he's making more of those. I'm so excited. Uh, God, <laughs> he needs to like move into another part of his house. Like, go to. I'm I'm lost in <laughs> lost in my foyer or something. Yeah. Like, you know, he has a foyer. You yeah, know? somehow foyer doesn't have the same ring as trapped in the closet. Although trapped in the foyer is. Definitely, probably a, a more effective place to be trapped in terms of well, you can spread out and be more comfortable. That's when his critics would be like, oh, foyer, how mature. You're definitely evolving as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait until you do the orchestral album, i.e. when you're in the solarium. <laughs> trapped in the solarium. <laughs> There's a reason I'm in this closet. He says, yeah, what are you talking clothes? I met this girl at the Pages Club and she told me she didn't have a man. Then he said, man, please, I'd kill you if you didn't have that gun in your hand. And then I said, but you'll kick But Aaliyah was on an episode of the Rosie O'Donnell show before she became replaced by Caroline Ray, who, bringing it back to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, was the funnier of the ants. Beth Braddock was the hot aunt. Oh. Who still has not accepted my illogical friend request on Facebook. Illogical? What do you, what do you mean illogical? Well, because I found her on Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, when you add people on Facebook, it's theoretically, at least you talk to this person for a second. Oh, right. Well, you know, I'll always, like, send a message along with it. Like, hey, it was nice to meet you at that party. Be my friend on Facebook. Yeah. No, I just added her. But Aaliyah was on an episode of Rosie O'Donnell. And I just distinctly recall that um, she kept correcting Rosie on how to pronounce her name, which is, I guess, really more like Alia or something like that. Oh, oh, I remember. Oh, wow. This is unlocking more things in my head. Okay. Go, go, Sasha, go. Go. Uh, before I forget them, I'm sorry. Okay, so Sabrina, there was an episode of Sabrina where Sabrina's aunts got nervous for some reason about letting Sabrina go to this concert of the Violent Femmes by themselves. So she turned, they, the aunts turned into teenagers and Aunt Zelda changed her name to Zellery. So. <laughs> but Violent oh. Femmes were in there and they were totally in love with Libby. So, wait, so the actual band was on the show? Yeah. Oh, that, oh, you know what? You just unlocked another one for me, and that was when Devo was on Square Pegs. Oh, you're right. And they played Muffy's Bat Mitzvah. <laughs> so awesome. Right? That was Jimmy Gertz's character? Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to her? We, I don't, back, back to the drawing board of Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, or IMDb. IMDb. Yeah, IMDb, the, one of the few phone apps I am willing to pay for, because it settles bets and answers questions. It does. Such as, whatever happened to Jamie Gertz? <laughs> that sounds like a novel you need to write. Wait, you know what? Ah! Ah! Oh my god, I totally almost fell over in the chair. Never let go, Liz. Never As let I, go. <laughs> don't do it. Don't jump. Yeah. Oh! I was leaning towards my backpack to get out my phone so we can... That was soda. Pop for some You know reasons. what? I don't even know where my phone is. It's not in my bag. It's probably in my jacket. Oh, wait a minute. In my jacket, which is on my chair. Oh. We're going to find out what happened to Jamie Gertz. <laughs> while you do that. Yeah, you. I'll look this up while you do another mom, caffeinated monologue. The mom on Blossom was totally Melissa Manchester, the ghost mom. Like, she was totally dead. And she, yeah. Oh. Melissa Manchester, singer of such unfortunate songs as the theme from Ice Castles. Really? She sang that one? Mm-hmm. Wait. No, wait. Mm-hmm. 
can't remember how that song goes though. Uh, I just remember people always being like, that's uh, the most beautiful song no, ever. No, it's horrible. Please don't let this feeling end. It's like that. It's horrible. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, Jamie Gertz is from Chicago. Whoa! This picture of her on IMDb, she looks like Posh Spice. She kind of does. And, oh, who else does she look like? Oh, that girl Amber that I went to high school with. Yeah. Do you see it? Do you see it? <laughs> yeah. You don't know her at all. Okay, so actually, you know what? The IMDb app that I have on my phone is actually not that great because it it does its own synopsis instead of what gets pulled up when you do it on your computer. Oh, by the way, for listeners, when we're talking about IMDb, we're talking about the Internet Movie Database. Like, well, okay, so the thing with this is that, like, uh, if you look up something on the IMDb on your regular computer, it pulls up, like, you know, an entire list of the things that they're in. Oh, yeah. Um, but this app on my phone right now, it just pulls up, like, one item that they're, it says, known for, still standing, TV series 2002. Which I suppose is enough information in the sense that she was at least in something as late as 2002, which was still standing. I believe I saw a few episodes of that in syndication, because I seem to remember a slightly rocky theme song. Really? Not like Rocky as in like the movies, but I mean like Rocky as in like a little alternative, a little edgy. You know? Oh, okay. Got it. A little bit of a zing. Like on the rocks. No, no, that, no, no, not, st- I have this problem where I use expressions wrong. Information superhighway. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm sure that Jamie Gertz has definitely, I'm sure she's done something since 2002. Oh, 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 teacher. Yes. Right here. Sasha. Call me. Sriracha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to get this in an audio recording form. Okay. Uh, when I first moved to Chicago, I went to a Panera Bread because I was given a, a nice little gift card. And when I got, when my food was up, they, they said, Osaka. <laughs> I have to, I have to start using that as a pen name, I think. Especially if you tried to convince people that you were from Osaka in Japan. Stacey Q was in two episodes, count them, two episodes, unrelated from each other. She came back as Cinnamon. On what? what, On, On, oh, would you like to know? (laughs) (laughs) On a television show, on, on the Facts of Life. Was this before or after them owning the store? Um, this was during the store time. Okay. And uh, towards the end of their of their over our heads store, right. this was Cloris Leachman years, you know, because Charlotte Ray wouldn't have no fucking. Oh, girl, that was that was a swear. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Charlotte Ray wouldn't allow allow Stacy Q on her show because she's Charlotte Ray. She doesn't need that. Oh. I'm not I'm not saying that that's actually true, but I like to imagine that. Oh, okay. You know, that perhaps, perhaps she... Oh, because she called Joan Collins a bitch? Joan Collins is a bitch! <laughs> Who is this miserable old cow? <laughs> what a fantastic moment on Entertainment Tonight. Is Entertainment Tonight still on? Somehow. I love singing the theme song with, with, with the title in it. Like, do it for me right now. Entertainment Tonight. Do, do, entertainment tonight. Wait, that just turned into like that that dating show theme song halfway through. That turned into a little bit of a marching band theme. <laughs> a little bit of a sad little cha cha thing. I don't know what's happening. Um, did you know that Stacy Q was on an episode? <laughs> Stacy Q was on an episode of Facts of Life as Cinnamon, 
And she had two unrelated appearances as Cinnamon. So it was a, it was a character that was meant to be one-off, and she came back later. The, and the first time, she was promoting Two of Hearts. Um, and then the second time she came back, she was promoting uh, We Connect, which is basically like Two of Hearts rewritten, but with We, we Connect, you notice the same syllables. And also the same basic plot line. Just, I can tell by the titles alone. Yeah. That it's, you know. Yeah. We get, I mean, it being, okay, imagine this as a dance song. We get along really well. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically Two of Hearts again. Yeah. Wow. I get the feeling this is mostly female pop stars. Like it's rare that I can I can't really think of any male well the Devo on Square Pegs, but right, and I'm sure there's plenty. Um well I mean back to Sabrina again. I guess ten thousand maniacs well post um what's her name? The uh, Don't girl. beat your kids. Natalie Merchant. Natalie Merchant. Natalie Merchant. Um <laughs> <laughs> Post Natalie Merchant, they were on an episode of Sabrina, and they're mostly comprised of men. But you think of Ten Thousand Maniacs, you think like female singer, and yeah. then other people surrounding that. I, I guess. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Edie Gourmet, <laughs> she was on she was on the last very last episode of the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour. I need a refresher who Edie Gourmet is. She's a lady. <laughs> She sang lovely little songs. Yeah, I feel, she was kind of like a later crooner. Sort of. Years, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, she was. Yeah. And she was, she was married to er Ernie Kovacs, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Own it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta believe. So it's bringing it back to Ghost Rider and the really weird rap. His name was Sheldon Turnipseed. Like, how amazing is that? The guy who said "boom shakalaka." Yeah, yeah. His his name in real life was Sheldon Turnipseed. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Not related to Tula Vudana Cumberbatch, who's a jazz singer and also a very large black lady. Really? Yes. So, well, I mean, you know, maybe they're maybe they were adopted together. Maybe. <laughs> Like twins that read like creepy looking British man and, and a, a large boisterously voiced female female African American lady who sang her cowboy bebop. Sheldon Turnipseed. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure has done nothing else with his life. Maybe he went into the Navy and changed his name to Tyrone or something like that. Maybe I may have looked at the Wikipedia and it's about <laughs> it may be a sentence long. I you know things happen. Don't judge me. Shadaisy. <laughs> and the Moffats were both on... Who's Shadaisy and the Moffats? Keep it that way. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were both on episodes of So Weird, which starred Mackenzie Phillips as a, as a rock star. Mackenzie Phillips is... Oh, yeah, we, 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 
watched a little bit of that show. We did. Oh, yeah, the one with Jewel State in it. Yes. Yeah, poor yes. Jewel State. Pre-Firefly. Pre-Firefly, post-flash-forward, slightly, definitely post-Space Cases with the, with the Catalina rainbow hair, which is awesome. But, you know, whatever. But I think Jewel State has a really unfortunate habit of joining television shows and then they get canceled. Yeah. Like Space Cases and Flash Forward and So Weird and Wonderfalls and Firefly. And basically anything that you have <laughs> you have on a list of IMDb for Jewel State, it has been canceled. Really? Oh, Higher Ground. That was another one. She played a goth girl. She sang Amazing Grace. It wasn't too bad. So she played a goth girl singing Amazing Grace. Yeah, I don't get it either. Interesting song choice <laughs> for such a stereotype yes of type of person character whatever da vinci's inquest that was also canceled they showed that at five in the morning on my local tbs affiliate wow i haven't heard of any of these shows i mean if i had a firefly well and so weird by technicality well oh yeah because yeah. yeah, that's right yeah i think she was oh I first became aware of Miss Jewel State because she was, I think she was that girl in that Crayola educational video thing. Wow. Maybe we should pull her up right now and see if she's, a, like, because she's a sing pull her up on my phone see what she's doing right now. What, what you doing, Jewel? Yeah. What you doing? I think she runs a food blog now or something. Oh, really? Well, okay. Well, then, maybe, oh, wait a minute. You know what I'm going to do is I have a speaking function on my phone oh. for, like, speaking into it to do a Google search oh, instead of typing it. Yeah. Okay, so here, I'll press it, and then you say, you'll say it, because right. it'll say recording or right. whatever, okay. Jewel State. Okay. Oh, and you Oh my god, it spelled state? it right. Wow, it spelled it with the I in there, that's nice. Jewelstate.com, new, new site, site coming, coming soon. soon. Wow. All right, well, we'll check, let's check that out first. All right, come on, Jewel. Because Jewel, Jewel State is, is a singer in her own right, but I, I believe that she just kind of does like one-off things at, like, bar and grills singing jazz standards. Really? I yeah, I remember coming across some bootlegs a while ago. Wow, on my phone, anyway, her site, all it says is, new site coming soon. Wow, that large white page is sure alluring. Yeah, Google. all right. Well, That's I mean, maybe nice. it's different if you're on your computer. But, okay, let's go back to that, that Google search. Oh, oh. And, uh... Yeah, while you, while you Google that, um, I remember now Lizzie McGuire, <laughs> that had an awkward cameo. But they were... They were oh, wait, I accidentally just deleted the Jewel wait, State search. Wait, let me say, it again. Let me say oh, it again. Okay, but... Okay, wait, wait. Gotta wait for it to... Jewel State. Did you mean Jewel State? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Like... Or did you mean Jewel State? I know. Or Jewel State? Oh, oh no. no. Is she related to Yoko? Because that's how it's spelled. That's Jewel State unknown. Well, she sort of is. Yeah. Or... or oh, Jewel State's plural. <laughs> we need more of her in our lives. All right, yeah. all right. Well, wait. Let's go back and do it one more time, and I promise not right. to like. Okay. Anyway, Aaron Carter was on a Jewel State. <laughs> okay, it's search. It's search. I'm it's sorry, search. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. So there was. Okay. So anyway, Aaron Carter was on an episode, the Christmas episode of of Lizzie McGuire. That was just an aside. I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Lizzie McGuire. It's uh the mother played was played by uh, Hallie Todd. Who is also only pretty much known for being Data's daughter on Star Trek The Next Generation. Ooh. And my, the best part about that role was that my father and I used to go, we used to imitate uh, Lol was the character's name on for Data's daughter. LOL? No, yeah, <laughs> Lol. No, well, for how futuristic they were, somehow, you know, eventually LOL must die out because Star Trek, you know... 
they don't use it in the early two in the early 1990s, in the early 2000s. <laughs> what am I on? Um, I'm on lots of caffeine and omelets. Yeah, it's always a it's a dangerous um, com- combination. Yeah, and uh, so, wow, the last thing that she was in, at least according to IMDb. Oh, we're talking about Jewel State. Oh, again. sorry, I got, I got sorry. Uh, sorry. Oh, oh, wait, no, let's fin- let me finish this. Yeah, okay, thing. Okay. So, uh, so my father and I used to imitate Lol, David's daughter, um, having a mental breakdown at the end, and by by talking to counselor Deanna Troy and mm-hmm. having her go, Troy, 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 Troy. <laughs> And I don't know if you, I, I know you can't see me flailing a little bit, but I am yeah. in a kind of almost hip hop fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Try. Well, and what's weird about it, what came to my mind is the energy that seem, that seems to be emanating from your impression reminds me a little bit of Captain Kirk. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. So perhaps William Shatner was almost in the running for the role for Lizzie McGuire's mother, <laughs> who I believe her name was Joe. And I feel disturbed that I know this. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm disturbed about knowing about every other thing that That's I've mentioned. That's so all that far. is more disturbing yeah. than. <laughs> does, oh, and does um, Tina Dico, uh, Denmark's most famous musician, next to King Diamond, apparently, Tina Dico is a very fine vocalist. Check her out. She um, she started her life, I think, doing a cameo, like kind of like a racy cameo on some sort of Danish thing not a danish pastry but you know like a like a date <laughs> she did a very explicit role on top uh, of a danish pastry yes but then but then she was like i don't think this acting thing is for me and so she just focused on on singing but i think i i always associate tina dico as being a very classy lady yeah and so the idea of her doing something racy is kind of amusing to me mm-hmm. and i kind of want to see it because i had a huge crush on her nice tina i'm here <laughs> um and one last thing before we go back to Miss Jewel State, who was mm-hmm. a fantastic actress again. She played Catalina. I love her. I, I wish love she her was so in much. so much more things. Yeah. So so much more things. <laughs> God, listen to me. But uh do, I wanted to know if you feel the same way, because I feel like Brandy Norwood, also known mononymously as Brandy, mm-hmm. if Moesha just counts as one really long, bizarre cameo, <laughs> because I feel oh. it does. Because that got really dramatic at the end, especially with Ray J, her brother, that got wedged in the the not nearly as talented as marginally talented Brandy, as my mother calls her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Brandy for the record. I just you know you have to mock what you love. Um, and uh, but yeah, like Ray J kind of squeezed in, and you know something to do with like stepfather. Was he stuff. always on the show, or was that he... something that they brought in later? You know, um, co-correspondent Mason, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it okay I'm saying your surname? Yeah. <laughs> Are people going to track you down? No, right. I, I, of course. Right. But I, I, mean, I mean, no, I mean, I don't anticipate that anybody will stalk me on account of Like I do? <laughs> like how I cry outside of your window every evening? <laughs> don't tell your husband. Oh, that's what that noise is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> me and the night owls, literally owls outside. Blues! Blues! <laughs> that kind of sounded like a tragic, um, a tragic Michael Jackson in a way. <laughs> you know, it's awful. Wow, I can't believe I just did that really half-assed Michael Jackson impersonation. Awful. I would only if you were a Michael Jackson owl wearing <laughs> wearing the red coat with like the black little like 
shoulder liner things. Yeah. If you were a Michael Jackson owl wearing that, I would totally let you come inside the house. I believe that that... that but is... I would only let you come inside the house if you were... <laughs> well, I believe that that's also known as Latoya Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Latoya, the other white Jackson. Oh, oh, which actually kind of brings us to uh, Celebrity Big Brother bringing us back to tragic reality shows, which I, I think this counts because there was an yeah. episode... Well, it's not an episode. There was a season of Celebrity Big Brother that had Coolio. Whoa. And, I know, right? Did they go on a fantastic... No, forget <laughs> it. I, that joke, I cut uh, that... The, I, like, cut that joke off before oh. I even finished it because right. I knew how bad it was. All right, well, Celebrity Big Brother um, several years ago had uh, Coolio, um, who also, incidentally, had a bizarre cameo on Duckman, which was a, a animated TV show in the mid-90s with... Um, which was animated by the same people that did Rugrats, which is weird because Duckman was totally not kid friendly. But anyway, um, so it's just weird to think that they're the same animation studio. So Coolio was on Celebrity Big Brother. So was Latoya Jackson, and so was Mutia Buena. So all of these very um, bizarre, tragically half ghetto people were trapped in a house together, and then lots of other. People that you've never heard of before. Well, okay, I, I I just want to know what happened to Coolio. I mean, I haven't I haven't been watching his well I remember, career unfold. I think he, I remember him kind of like almost sexually harassing Mutia <laughs> in a way. And I think maybe you might want to explain who Mutia is to the listening audience. Uh, she's half amazing vocalist. She was com and uh, half butt implant. I think. And <laughs> uh, a, Brit a British. She's a British pop singer. Yeah. Um, R and B singer. She's um. She's also, she's known for collaborating with uh, Groove Armada, um, who are electronic DJs, and uh, also collaborating with George Michael um, in the eye of the storm of many of his drug binges. And um, she's also in this hilariously soap opera-like girl band called The Sugar Babes, which we will talk about in a future yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll need to devote like an episode to that. Sasha once did a five-hour PowerPoint presentation to, like, educate me on this band. I, it, and I am, so I have now become sucked into this, this plot line uh, of this band that, you know. Uh, but anyway, so that's another uh, different episode. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think girl bands altogether are basically just soap operas with a soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. And for the record, the five hours was completely unintentional. It's one of those things where you make one slide and then it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also that that happened on the same day. PowerPoint, yeah. That it was the PowerPoint presentation yeah. was continually getting interrupted by things that we had to go do. So like to run some errands and then to eat and then the... Does that count as my awkward pop star celebrity cameo? Because I feel like they... they... <laughs> All six of those crazy no, I, ass ladies. I felt like that was like your your dissertation. I felt like you were defending your thesis. Like, do, do I, I felt like Joe and I <laughs> were like the we were like the committee, you know, and you were presenting your work as a PhD candidate, mm. and we were like the you know like for some reason I picture that's how it is when you're defending a thesis from like, girl group university. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, just because I've sat in, I'm like. One of my friends is like a physics genius, and I, she invited people to come watch her defend her thesis in front of the committee so that's how I knew yeah. like and in my mind it was the exact same scene as like the dance um audition and at the end of flash dance <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I miss Flashdance. And for some reason, that triggered a weird memory in me that has nothing to do with this whatsoever. But... Yeah. Oh, I actually remember another one as well. Um, well, Debbie Harry... Miss, oh, yeah, she Miss, does. She has appearances she, in, like, everything. Everything, yeah. From, yeah. like, John Waters movies to... May her hair explode with dynamite onwards. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Oh, and this also unrelated film, Karina Karina. Do you remember that? With Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, I remember that it was I, a thing, but I, I know. Um, it was a thing, yeah. She had a... Well, Karina Karina, I think it was... I've only seen it once, and I think it was about, like, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg playing a, a live-in maid at some point, and I just remember the line, ooh boy, that's a tall drink of water. <laughs> that's a random hilarious thing to Dear remember. Dear Tina Dico, I hope this is not a turn-off. <laughs> um, and, but anyway, but Javita Steele, who had an obscure hit called uh, Calling You, um, she sang Over the Rainbow in the middle of the movie, just randomly. Of Kareen Karina? Of, of, of Karina Karina, yeah. Was Wait, say the name of it again, Karina. Karina, Karina. Was this like, um, like a, like sometimes on this identity and sometimes on that identity, but no one knows that. I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know what you're talking about, but no, I think. Well, it... which is pretty much every superhero movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. I love that you yeah, think. Um... I love that you think that Karina, Karina is a superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just meant you know because like Victor Victoria. Oh know, like, no, no, I know what you mean. Like... Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's just the name repeated twice. Don't worry. Oh, really? Yeah. Why the name twice? Hell if I know. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up Are you ready? Are you ready? Beyonce. Knowles, Beyonce Giselle Knowles, she starred as Carmen in the MTV hip hopera version of Carmen. Yes, that happened. Wow. I think Lori Anderson, I think that she did some voiceover stuff. I mean, lots of musicians do voiceovers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing some really boring reindeer thing that Britney did the voice for. <laughs> because when she we, would. Yeah, well, because when we, when we first got Netflix, the two things that I immediately ordered were like anything that Britney Spears was in that I hadn't already seen. Have you so you haven't seen that Sabrina episode? We need we might need to rectify no, that. No, actually no, I haven't seen we, that. We we might need to rectify yeah. that. Yeah. Um and then I that and then the entire um Cosmos series. Oh, Carl Sagan. <laughs> yeah, those were oh. the two things when I got when we got Netflix. I was like, "All right, I'm in." Move, those are my first priorities. Move over, Tina Dico. It's all about Carl Sagan. Ooh, <laughs> that man, he can say billions all he wants. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he, he's the original pop star in my head. <laughs> oh, which for some reason I think is because when I think of Carl Sagan, I think of like an autumnal setting. <laughs> Why he was, is that? Well, because I, I think I've seen a lot of promo photos of him where he's standing in front of browning leaves or something. And, he, <laughs> and, he, and he's wearing, like, fall colors. It he's, is and, true that like, typically he, he yeah. is often, when it, when you see pictures of him, he is often wearing a turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. And um, his daughter, as an aside, his daughter Sasha is um, 
is like best friends slash drug buddies, <laughs> like like just pot, like with Kristen Dunst, Kirsten Dunst. Really? Yeah. Well, so that would explain so, why I once saw a picture of Kristen Dunst carrying a Carl Sagan book. Yeah, yeah, and so because my name is Sasha, it's probably meaning that I'm best friends with her. So do, does yeah. this other Sasha spell it the way that you spell your name? Sasha. Yeah. No, but I'm going to pretend that homonifically. Yeah. <laughs> is that a word? I don't know. Or no, phonetic. Why is this coming in my head? MC Hammer had a had a horrible television show that was an animated series. Really? Yeah, that was I kind of feel weird. like I want to go watch that. Oh, so Carl Sagan... No, you don't. Well, MC Hammer was a superhero, but Carl Sagan... Um, wait, 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 wait. Let's unpack this. Must we? <laughs> <laughs> MC Hammer was a superhero? In the most... In the, in the cartoon. In the weakest sense of the word. Or like the low-hanging pants were enough baggy material that which he could fly as use it as a cape. Probably like a flying squirrel, you know, like the shape, the shape <laughs> of flying squirrel limbs. Like webbing. So anyway, so Carl Sagan in my brain, I was thinking about him, and then autumnal settings, and then I thought about his turtleneck, and then for some reason that made me think of Davy Jones, and Davy Jones was totally Marsha's prom date, sort of, I think, oh. on the Brady Bunch. You know, I think I knew that, but I've never seen it. More glorious dawn awaits, not a sunrise, but a galaxy rise, a morning filled Oh! Back to Pete and Pete, Luscious Jackson. They were the band at the prom. Yeah, where Iggy Pop was like, hey daughter, who is Michelle Trachtenberg? Is it okay if you dance with your old man? Oh, Michelle Trachtenberg, she was on Buffy. She was, after, after Pete and Pete, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so there you go, that's and all. Spy Kids. Was she in Spy Kids? Wasn't really? she in Spy Kids? I don't think that was her in Spy Kids. Did I make that up? Maybe she. I do know that Antonio Banderas was in, was in <laughs> that. Yeah. I kind of feel like Antonio Banderas <laughs> was in everything. <laughs> he is. Like. He's omnipresent. Like name name something that's not even a movie or a TV show. Um. Uh, uh, a, uh, grocery list. He probably <laughs> is hidden somewhere on that grocery list. You have saved 89 cents on advertised <laughs> Antonio Benares. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like uh, I want, maybe this isn't necessarily true, but I really also love saying uh, Isabella Rosalini. Mm -hmm. She has a really long name, which I need to memorize, but she's also on my grocery list. Really? Yeah, that kind of sounds like a hit list. And <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Isabella, you were fine. So long as you do not sing Blue Velvet to me ever again. Because that was painful. She did once, outside that... your window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is weird, because you weren't home. It was when you were outside my window. Right. As, dressed as Michael as Jackson as... and also an owl. LaToya. So this is not an authentic cameo, but during one of the episodes of Duckman, uh, I do recall Bernice, one of the characters, getting married to an infomercial uh, mogul, like a corporation mogul, and um, she was having the first infomercial wedding, and um, and you know, because around that around that time of the awkward like mid '90s, early '90s ness, like Dion was doing everything unfortunate, and. Um, <laughs> 
And Dion, so, you know, like, psychic friends, and she was sponsoring random things. And so, um, in, uh, so she was one of the guest panel on this infomercial super, uh, super wedding thing on TV, you know, in this cartoon. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just distinctly recall Bernice going, what do you think about it? Dion! And then Dion... So I cannot, I, it's hard for me to say Dion Warwick normally. I have to go, Dion! And you may have heard me suppress that a li- like a moment ago, you know, just trying to s- normalize Dion. And and then Dion talks about whatever product they're selling by going, well, Bernice, it killed my piles. Um, and actually, this reminds me back to So Weird, the Mackenzie Phillips vehicle on 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 uh, the Disney Channel, which is weird that, they, that Disney Channel was like, he used to be a dry, drug addict. Here, do a kid's show. Like, that's not normal. <laughs> um, I love me some some Mac Phillips though, so you know, just love her. Um, amazing, amazing autobiography. Very hilarious scene at a CVS during Christmas. I, I recommend a reading. Um, she, um, there was an episode where D, actual Dionne Warwick had cameoed as like Aunt Effie, and it was an episode about a girl who was in a coma who was somehow since she was hot hooked up at the hospital to life support and stuff. Yeah. Her brainwaves were going into that and somehow into the internet. <gasps> and so, and so, so like Mackenzie Phillips, awkward daughter, who I think was on Boston public legal Boston. No, I think Boston legal is like <laughs> Boston paralegal Boston <laughs> on Boston baked beans. Um, like she was getting like weird chat room messages from this girl in a coma. Ooh. Subconsciously. And D- you know, it was probably just cause Dionne Warwick was there. So here's something that I've been thinking about. Unreli- well, kind of. Okay, let's say we have souls that really do exist in an afterlife somewhere. But the only communication that they get from the existence that we know of and what we know right now is the internet. So, like, if you wanted to talk to somebody who had passed away, mm. it, you, you, it, as long as it was somewhere on the internet. You know, and so imagine the type of person who the only information they get is from the internet. Yeah. Like, what kind of person would that be? Uh, probably somebody ripping off Ghost in the Shell, probably. <laughs> or the, maybe the Matrix at, if, at maybe. a stretch. Sort of, yeah. Sort of. Um, but except that, like, you know, like, think about what happens to you when you try to use the internet for things. Like, sometimes you, like, oh, yeah, that's how you, you know figure out that problem in garage band or blah blah blah. Yeah. But more often than not, you know, you you use it for things like self-diagnose. It's like I have these weird lumps. You know? The like, normal what is thing- this? And you go on <laughs> yeah. and you self-diagnose and you're like, holy shit, I'm gonna die because using the internet to self-diagnose is not a wise thing. And why to do. can we do that? We all do that. And, to an and we do, yeah. Because the normal thing would be like, I'm just gonna go and get somebody that I know that's a medical professional or and to check it out before I go to yeah. the hospital or like just go to the hospital. <laughs> you know, like right. one of the two. Yeah. But we just anyway. Yeah. So or, you know, like you get you spend all your time watching, you know, you like funny cats on YouTube. Because cats rule the internet, you know. It's like, true. Like Cats and porn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And celebrity news. So, like, imagine that those are your main inputs for finding out what is going on. Kylie Minogue was in an episode of Doctor Who. Continue. Well, (laughs) and I guess Billy Piper, like, the entire first few seasons of Doctor Who, because she was a a British... (laughs) Billy Piper was like, railroad, information. No, no, I... Superhighway.
know, on those on those um, vocal competition shows, they sometimes have like extra singers from the world that come in and help the judges out during extra episodes to boost ratings. Sia happened to be on an on an extra was an extra coach on The Voice with Christina Aguilera, and so they were they were both sitting on a couch talking to some of Christina's contestants that were under that mentor ishness, mm -hmm. and um, and so Christina was like, "I just really need you to like." punch it like just really punch it yeah and then you're really gonna deliver that like okay that's pretty fucking vague Christina. yeah that's like what i yell at people when they are after like the ending chorus after the breakdown in a song at karaoke where i'm like sell it you know i turn into a stage mom it's which is that. fantastic which is fantastic but it's has absolutely no technical uh useful information right so christina's not exactly a great mentor in that respect you know nonetheless her horrific technique which i will leave alone i'm a voice teacher during during the daytime and a superhero during the night <laughs> <laughs> what is your superhero power remembering every cameo appearance sitcom ever ever, ever. uh anyway so sia was like I think you end up getting a little bit flat, so you might want to under go under the pitch a little. I mean, sorry, going a little bit sharp. It doesn't matter. So you just just over approximate the note when you do that, and that'll help you out. And um, also, I think you have a tendency to sing a little bit sharp. So what I would say to you is, when you're thinking about singing, I would sing, try shoot for singing a little bit under the note. Would you agree? Some, no? sometimes, sometimes, yeah, that works. So anyway, so on this cameo on The Voice, Sia, Sia was giving all these technical terms, and you could just see Christina just getting like irritated, like, how dare you make me look bad, even though it's even though I already look like a hooker with my ridiculous red lipstick and anal bead made mic stand. <laughs> It, it, it's it's really awkward. It's a really awkward mic stand. Please, I implore you, Miss Aguilera, stop using it. Actually, speaking of Jewel, not not Jewel State, but Jewel Kilcher. Is that her last name? Uh, Jewel the singer. Yeah. That's her. She has a last name. Apparently. Oh, people live lives on TV. You know. So um. She sounds like a horse sometimes. We love you, Jewel. <laughs> two, two fantastic, awkward moments I can think of where she guest starred in something, just playing herself. Naturally. Yeah, with oh, that awesome Funny or Die video. Oh, the oh, yeah. Movie. She was really uh, hilarious and awesome. She was. Uh, for those that have not seen it, she Jewel Kilcher went undercover at a karaoke bar as, like, a plain Jane lady. Yeah, and then... Did a jewel song and was amazing and everybody in the and the, the the setup for it was that they had that like she was there as some part of some like corporate outing and like they like people her co-workers had to like beg her to get up and sing and anyway don't they, you they, just want to be a famous singer so you can just bring karaoke tracks with you instead of having to pay a band i heard i'm that, sure that, that's kosher oh well i have a sort of story not really story about that and that there's that that place, the, the, what is it called? The Spy House or something in Milwaukee? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a coffee shop in Minneapolis. Oh, is it? Well. Oh. Spy House, but... Yeah, well, there's... Or the the Safe House. That's what it is. It's a, oh, this okay. really awesome bar in Milwaukee where you have to... It's like, a, it's like theme of spy bar and you have to, like, figure out how to get in and the drinks are really awesome. And they have karaoke there on, like, Wednesdays or something. And one of the servers told me that like they have a goo goo dolls song in their karaoke and that the guy from the goo goo dolls came in and did one of his songs <laughs> nice nice yeah okay anyway oh jewel jewel yes so i'm just i'm just well since i the only 
well, since you said Spy House, I'm imagining this happening at an awkward hipstery um, coffee shop. So that that makes it all the better, especially because <laughs> my only the only image in my head of the guy from the Goo Goo Dolls um, is like him singing Iris, and his hair is very disheveled and rock starry. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I picture him looking like really big forehead, super long hair. I guess kind of like what's his name, Nash in. Urge Overkill. Crosby Stills, I <laughs> No, Ogden Nash, the poet. Oh, yes. <laughs> who writes poems, short poems about animals. <laughs> so do we. Wow. <laughs> we do you know, not. like, yeah. the pelican has a big thing because his thing can hold more food than his belly can. <laughs> <laughs> So Bjork was Space Ghost's <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on, really? On Space Ghost Coast to Coast, yeah. That was a very humorous show. Bjork. I guess I don't remember that. It happened like once or twice, I think. Oh, and I, they did have a lot of cameos. Well, it was a cameo. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why it would happen once or twice. Yeah. I get it, yeah. Oh, Jewel. So Jewel um, was Jewel Kilcher, not Jewel State, as we've been talking about a lot, but Jewel Kilcher, um, who is known for... Um, sh- you're tall. But I haven't discussed this, uh, my two other favorite Jewel moments in mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. where one was on um, the... There was an MTV News interview with Kurt Loder. I believe I've talked to you about this specifically off-camera. Um, I'm, I'm bringing this in the green room in the green before room. the show. We need to get more fruit baskets. Damn you, um, Ruby Reds, Ruby Red grapefruit only. I demand buttered popcorn flavored jelly bellies and buttered lettuce and butter. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever butter, so, butter, and also butter lettuce. So, so Jewel did. Jewel had a book of, of I almost said book of pottery. Oh, book, the Jewel book of poems. The, the Jewel book of poems. I have a good story when you're done. Okay, okay well, anyway. Ju- uh, Jewel ha- was interviewed by Kurt Loder, because, you know, it's MTV News at the time. when mm-hmm. It's the 90s. You were you were either, like, I think you were always going to be interviewed by Kurt Loder or Suchin Pak, probably. Hopefully never Kennedy, because Kennedy was frightening. But <laughs> I know someone who went to school with her and said that Kennedy was really, like, a bossy, older... Um, Classman who used to pick on her. She seems like the most unfortunate hybrid of Janine Garofalo and Lisa Loeb to me. <gasps> totally. With us, with a little, a little sprinkle of maybe Natalie Merchant, since we mentioned her before. Oh, that's an interesting angle. Well, we may we may have to discuss uh, celebrity hybrids for another topic. Yes. Yeah. Um, so so that happened, and then and then Kurt Loder was like criticizing Jewel's grammar, and then Jewel like totally had like a conniption slash panic attack, going Kurt Loder, it's poetry. You smartass for pointing that out. Just next topic. And there was this other moment in time where Jewel was guest starring on the Nick and Jessica Variety Hour. Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, when they were married, they had a Variety Hour. Go figure. Really? And they told Jewel and, um, well, Jessica Simpson was like, the best part about having a variety show is, like, you can perform with anybody that you want. So here to perform Who Will Save Your Soul with me is Jewel. Jewel was singing the song in kind of a sultry way, which is weird when you sing, like, where the homeless had their homes. Like, that's not, that's not supposed to be something sexy. This wasn't awkward, it's just something to know. Mm-hmm. But on the Cosby show, yeah. uh, Betty Carter, who is a, who is, um, 
who was a jazz singer. I think she's dead now. Um, but Betty Carter was on an episode of The Cosby Show where Vanessa and her friends, The Lipsticks, <laughs> they sang a cover of Kylie Minogue's cover of The Locomotion. They wow. did like a music video at, at like a Sears or something with a rainbow background. Covers of covers of right. covers. <laughs> wheels oh within wheels. It's like a <laughs> fractal of, of Kylie Minogue-ness. Uh, <laughs> or, oh, well, um, yeah. um, certain types of broccoli are fractals. Did you know that? <laughs> no, but I've always thought there was something weird about broccoli. <laughs> Um, but oh, oh, it's a jewel in our poetry book. Oh, oh wait, let me finish real yeah. quick. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so uh, they, so then, like um, Claire and Cliff were the parents on the Cosby Show. I mean, if you don't know that, that's sad. But just so you know, mm -hmm. um, they were like, "Oh, it's okay. You should probably take voice lessons." And so the the Vanessa and her lipsticks, they took voice lessons with. Um, with Betty Carter, the acclaimed jazz singer. Oh, and, I thought, I was and, so hoping you were going to say Stacey Q, but anyway. <laughs> that would be sad. Yeah. <laughs> it, would be, it would be breathy as all hell if they took voice lessons from Stacey Q. Till we connect. See, it's the same song. But um, they took voice lessons with Betty Carter, and I distinctly remember them just going, Zula, 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 a lot. <laughs> Is that... Is that an exercise that you ever make your students do? You're no, like, but... all right, let's do some scales. Me, me, me. Okay, right now. Zula, Zula. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do that one all the time because it seems so effective. Zing -a, zing -a, zing -a, zing -a, zing -a. Okay, girls, now I think we can move on to Grula, Krula. Grula, Krula. Krula, 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 Krula. That's all for the day, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Betty Carter, what the hell? What the hell were you doing? Anyway, so Jewel and her poetry book, so you have a story about that yeah, as well. Yeah, okay, so when I was in school, we had to, like, you know, basically, like, read a poem and then talk about, about whatever, and someone chose one of Jewel's poems <laughs> that was about Charles Bukowski. But the girl who was reading the poem to the class was not familiar with his work and kept calling him Bukowski. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's my... Oh my god, I forgot you ordered a whole other meal. French fry? I would love a French fry. So... I would just like to note that Sasha ordered, like, we got omelets and all this stuff that goes with the omelets, and then, but he also ordered, like, another meal with that. Monte Cristo. I love that you got a Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo. Monte Burns. <laughs> the Monte Burns Casino. I don't know. <laughs> oh, look. My San my Monte Cristo came with a tomato ketchup. Packet. Monte Cristos aren't... Are not supposed to come with jam. Wait. Yeah. We have the jam. jam. Wait a minute. Oh. Speaking no, of you're supposed to take it out and go, this is my jam. This is my jam. <laughs> this, is, I, this is my jam. Um, but I this reminded me, actually, of that weird... This is an awkward episode of The Cosby Show. Back to that again. Okay. Stevie Wonder was on an episode of it. And then um, in that episode, in that very episode, um, he had Theo go, j, -j, j jamming on the one. j jamming on the one. And everybody in the, in the family was like, ha ha, Theo, you're so crazy. And in reality, that was probably the worst moment in all of television history. Oh, I mentioned Lisa Loeb earlier. Um, I also feel like this counts as an awkward celebrity cameo since the show lasted like an episode, but she and Dweezil Zappa, when they were dating, 
they had a reality show oh, together right. where they went around and ate sandwiches <laughs> and were like, welcome to Dweezil and Lisa. Here we are. We ate. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Canceled. I had an issue of Cat Fancy where they, every issue at the back, in the back that they'll have like, look, a celebrity with their cat. And <laughs> for some reason in my head, it's always going to be Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't even know if she has a cat. <laughs> What's well, probably a macrobiotic cat. Um, <laughs> she does like her macrobiotic-ness. <laughs> um, in between tapings of, uh, this, uh, just as a side note, I'm imagining if Gwyneth Paltrow had a ma- macrobiotic cat, it would she'd be like, in between tapings of playing an awkwardly supposed to be charming substitute teacher on Glee, Glee yeah. I feed my cat macrobiotic. Okay, anyway. She probably actually makes them like a, like... In my head, she's making the cat an artichoke paella. <laughs> like when she brought, when Lady Gaga and Gwyneth Paltrow were both on an episode of Graham, That's So Graham Norton together. Oh, that's right. Lady Gaga had that Thanksgiving special. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> that, As, was, that was. Oh, wait, 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 let me, let me just finish with the cat fancy. Okay, so. Oh, and then the jewel story. You yeah. never tell the jewel story. Oh, I did, no. Oh, was, no, you did, you did tell the jewel story. Yeah, about the Bukowski. Poem. My my bad. Continue. <laughs> J- j- jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. <laughs> but it's okay, so cat fancy. So, yes. um, uh, Dweezel and, uh, lady with glasses. Lisa. Lisa Loeb, thank you. <laughs> um, they have cats. Okay, end the story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, Bette Midler. Speaking of. <laughs> what a natural progression. Lisa Loeb and Weasel Zappa. Bette Midler. Um, well, I mean, Bette, Bette is a vocalist, and she uh, she has her acting career as well. I mean, we know her from such, oh, such yeah. classy films as Hocus Pocus and First Wives Club. Oh, I have a good Bette Midler story. And The Rose. But she had, I would love to hear a Bette Midler story. Okay. When I'm done with my Bette Midler story. Okay. Get in line with your Bette Midler story. <laughs> we all have Bette Midler stories. Um, but she had a pretty short-lived sitcom where I distinctly recall that Lindsay Lohan was Bette Midler's daughter. And what? what it, was this? It, was, it was called like Bette or something. It was like on CBS, I think. Was my, it on for like two seconds yeah, or something? Yeah, no, totally. And Dolly Parton was on the Halloween episode. And so that's pretty cool. I oh. like Dolly Parton. And Dolly Parton was totally in this TV movie. Where she, where she played an angel, and it was awkward, and I found a VHS of it once, and I bought it, but then I gave it to a friend who lost it, which makes me sad. Oh. And this reminds me of The Love Boat, and this really, really scary version of The Love Boat, where, well, I mean, Love Boat is pretty damn scary on its own, but there was an Which ep- is weird, because it was always before Fantasy Island, which was mm-hmm. really dark sometimes, and kind of freaked me out when I was a kid. What a scary programming block. I know, Aaron Spelling. Damn you. I know. And then you give us Tori Spelling. What's that about? I know. Ugh. She but- looks like the camel from <laughs> Sesame Street. Or- <laughs> from the cigarettes. Um, <laughs> so, I-, I feel like anything with Tori Spelling is an awkward cameo, but um, she's not a pop star. She's just tragic. So, there was an... Um, there was an episode of The Love Boat that's, that was guest starring Della Reese and Carol Channing and Anne something. I can't, I'm blanking out on her name. Anne something. She's a big Broadway lady. Anne, not Anne Murray. Anne something. Who was Anne something. And, um, and everyone's favorite fine 
vocalist Ethel Merman. Is she still alive? Hell no. In our hearts. In our hearts. Because <laughs> of the fine Ethel, Ethel Merman disco album, which we will devote an entire episode oh to. Oh my god. I want a five hour PowerPoint presentation. On the that, Ethel Merman please. disco. <laughs> Those songs feel like they take five hours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so the love boat, that happened. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you going? Did you remember? Did you remember? No, I, wait, wait. I mentioned. Oh, Bette Midler, Bette Midler oh, story. Right, 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 right. Bette Midler. Okay, so I went through this phase in the middler of the night. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bette Midler on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay, so I went through this phase, kind of, that started in my sophomore year of college, up through like I don't know, nineteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Um. Where I was really into this author, Sark, who, um, she is, like, that stands, it's like a, an abbreviation, her full name is, like, Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, and she does these books that, like, are, like, you know, like, <laughs> love life, eat mangoes naked, you know, and, like, and, like. I'm really excited to see how this ties in with Ben Midler. <laughs> And, like, she does books where, like, it's all, like, the books are all, like, nothing's typed in it. It's all, like, written in her marker with markers. And, like, she does, like, you know, like, every day is... It's a winding road. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, every day do something creative. I suggest never getting out of bed, and but always... Find a way to be happy and whatever. Anyway, so. Bette Midler woman. Bette yes, Midler. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I had to set it up. I'm setting it up. All right. So there used to be this bookstore. <laughs> um, so there used to be this bookstore called Transitions. Um, and in, this is in Chicago. And they, there was like one of my favorite bookstores. And it was kind of new agey, but also like consciousness expansion and. But, like, lots of, like... Sounds like what David Lynch is doing these days. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to transcendentally meditate with David Lynch? That probably Isabella Rossellini, so she can sing Blue Velvet again. But anyway. <laughs> God, she was so off-key. Why, woman? Why? Maybe they could get, like, Madonna to meditate with him. Do, do you think Madonna meditates, or do you think she just, like... You mean Esther? Yeah. She, like, just puts... <laughs> she just reads the Zohar <coughs> and... Then. You know, it's funny because I looked at the Wikipedia page for Kabbalah the other day. Cause, yeah. Because I have a friend that picked up a Kabbalah book just completely out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And there's I took an, a class on it. There's an entire oh well, it's it is it's like mystical Jewishness, mm -hmm. um, Judaism. That's the word. <laughs> Jewish Jewishness. It's all right. I, on behalf of the tribe. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there, there's an entire section of the Wikipedia specifically about Madonna. Of and course, there. No is. other celebrity sponsor, just Madonna. There's a chunk of that. <laughs> Damn you, Ray of Light. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, Bette Midler, get there. Yeah, anyway, so, so anyway, this I, I used to, like, <coughs> yeah. spend a lot French of time fry. at this bookstore. And it was, it's like if it was, it's like an occult bookstore, but without anything that's really occult. Occult, that is. Um, but, you know, like, it'll have, like, Ram Das books. And, like, like, how to deal with having, having fibromyalgia, you know, whatever. <laughs> You know, like lots of CDs of, you know, like chanting, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so I saw Sark do an event there. And she was saying that she, one of her books 
had just been optioned for a movie and it was it was going to be about like being a wild woman um and um and that bet midler was going to be in it and i don't know whatever happened i don't know if this, i don't think this movie ever got made or i'm saddened <laughs> i i'm sure <laughs> or maybe it did get made and never got picked up for distribution oh we got to we got well why don't we just call up bet we'll see what she's doing <laughs> Maybe she has it in her archives, you know, like... Oh, like Prince has all the unreleased albums. videos and albums and documentaries about himself locked away in a vault somewhere. Like that awkward album where he's posing as Camille. Miss. Oh, is that like his, his, uh, his female, female of the yin and yang and the yeah. thing? Oh, I remember two things. So since I mentioned The Love Boat with Della Reese, um, Della Reese, obviously most people know her not as the... As the rather nice jazz singer that she used to be, slash Broadway star, mm-hmm. slash um, horrific guest star on The Love Boat with Carol Channing, Ethel Merman, and Anne something. Um, but Della Reese is also better known for starring in Touched by an Angel, a a PAX network television show. Oh, yeah! It used to air right after Supermarket Sweep on my affiliate. <laughs> um, and uh... <laughs> do, you want, do you want the rest of my omelet? To go with your Monte Cristo? Why not? Okay. Bring it on. All right. Um, so, so on on an episode of Touched by an Angel, Why Nona guest starred and sang a song about rainbows. Oh, how pleasant. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. All the colors yeah. of the rainbow. The magnificent thing about this topic is that it's never ending. I know. Celebrities need to go. I mean, so... Sorry, pop stars need to go into television shows in order to be relevant for promo, but also unintentionally or perhaps intentionally, you know, you never know the, the full motive, but generally it seems like they're doing it to also become part of the cultural web of something. Because then you go, do you remember that episode where um, that pers- that singer appeared in, like in that episode of that show, you know, like yeah, our like entire radio channel. show that we've been doing thus far. <laughs> You know, like that whole thing that we've just been talking about the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Which also reminds me, bringing it back to Brittany, is that she was on How I Met Your Mother a few times. <laughs> you know what I really like? When when pop stars bring um, are dragged into like morning talk shows because then they they oh, uh, sometimes yeah. they get stuck uh, cooking. You know, and you're like, but they they don't know how to do anything else but sing. My great pleasure to have Ringo in the kitchen. Oh, uh, I know. I'm a fan, absolute fan of yours. Yes, tell me the all about it. The cooking's had it today. No, so we can see. I remember around the time that Britney was in rehab, mm-hmm. and there was like, in some magazine somewhere, they were like, one of the things that... Folks who stay in this particular... It was Promises in Malibu, I think. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, one of the things that um, you learn when you're in rehab here is how to do things that normal, non-celebrity people do, like make a tuna fish sandwich. So it's like home mech for the pop star? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, that was the way that this magazine talked about that particular I really, rehab. And I, if I recall correctly, they the example they give was was um, make a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> the 
does that bring us back to Jessica Simpson? I'm not sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, but I... She might know how to make a tuna fish sandwich. It was just a tuna fish sandwich. So back to Sabrina. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I'm, I'm now remembering that there was an episode where Ashanti... Ashanti was on it. And, you know, and we've... Uh, Liz, Liz uh, was recently informed about the existence of Ashanti, which... That's <laughs> hilarious. Ashanti's like a very, very, very poor man's Aaliyah, as we... As we are. Or apostrophelia. Yeah. I don't know. The the best the best Ashanti song is the one where where it's actually just a skit to her fans where she's over whispering um into a microphone. That would be a stage whisper. Well it says skit in the parentheses. <laughs> it does not say anything about designating it as a stage whisper. <laughs> although I'm sure uh, although as Ashanti proved in her awkward cameo stint in uh the Muppet Wizard of Oz as Dorothy <laughs> That, um, she, no, she has no stage skills. It's gone. So, <laughs> anyway, so Ashanti was in an, ep uh, oh, the skit, the skit, um, that Ashanti did was, um, on her album, Concrete Rose. <laughs> and she goes, <sighs> I'm not kidding. She does that. I'll do it again for you. <sighs> my friends, my friends, I love you. My fans love you. Ashanti. And you're like, Ashanti, what the hell kind of voice is this? Well, why does she sound like Golem? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she played Golem. We need to IMDb. Did she do the voice? <laughs> for Golem. <laughs> Um, cause we did, yeah, you know, you never know, but, uh, there was, um, but there was a cameo that Ashanti also did on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, during the unfortunate years, which were, like, post-Ants, and, uh, Ashanti, Ashanti showed up at a diner, and, and, like, her and Sabrina were, t were make, trying to make the phrase, on the rings of Saturn, happen, like, Apparently. Like they had a bet, like they were like, if you can work that into... I don't know, I blocked most of it from my memory. And girl, you are definitely riding the roller coaster on the rings of Saturn in my book. So, in conclusion... In, 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 in this is our epilogue. This is like the captain's log. In, in summary, <laughs> like, Jerry Springer used to do those morals yes. at the end. Yes, he did. How did he phrase that? I don't know. So, the conclusion, the takeaway... The lesson learned today is that much of our brain cells have been bastardized by <laughs> cameo appearances through um, slightly unfortunate television appearances <laughs> by pop stars yeah. who have nothing better to do when in reality they should be um, recording an album. Do you hear that? The actor known as Justin Timberlake? Um. Work it out, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> we need a catchphrase. Should we take on the rings of Saturn? Nice. Peace out. Pretend that you're Sia for a second, and I'll be Christina. Okay. okay. So make Australian so I, noises. Um. Oh, oh didn't you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway. <laughs>